Welcome back to season two of the Ring Back Feminine Podcast. I am your host, Angelica Chulo. And on this podcast, we talk about all things femininity, masculinity, relationships, how to reach your highest self, and so much more. So sit back, relax, and get ready to be inspired. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Bring Back Feminine Podcast. And if you are new here, welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm your host, Angelica Chulo. And today I have a special guest joining me. She is the fabulous L Ray, better known as Manifestel on her social media platforms, aka your high value bestie. I found Elle on TikTok and fell in love with her content. She is literally the friend we all need to have in our lives. On her social media platform, she talks about all the things we love to discuss on this podcast, femininity, high-value dating, manifesting your dream life, and so much more. She has her own podcast, The Spoiled Girly Support Group, and she also has a dating protocol guide and offers group coaching on how to become a high-value woman and attract a high-value man that you can find in her Instagram bio if you are interested. So make sure to check her out, show her some love, but for now, let's dive into the conversation and get the show started. Okay. Hello. Well, thank you for making the time to be on this podcast. I'm super excited and I absolutely love your content. I feel like the reason why I wanted to bring you on the podcast is A, I found you on TikTok and I was scrolling. I was literally binge, <laughs> binging your posts. And I'm just like, okay, like she's for the girls. And it's really hard to find somebody that's for the girls and not just doing things or saying things to get viral. You know, I thought I like that's super important to me. And yeah, so thank you for making the time. Thank you um, for having me here. Yeah, I'm so excited. So my first question is because I love hearing everybody's stories, but how did you get on this journey of like femininity, changing your mindset, um, manifesting the life that you want, you know, having the man that you want? So tell me, please. Okay, so I actually grew up very traditional. So I grew up in Southeast Asia in the Philippines. It's a very Catholic country. So it's super traditional. And that was my mindset. And then I immigrated to the States at when I was a teenager. And so I kind of had kind of like two upbringings. And then I went to college and I was really into the whole feminism and like pink hats. I went to all the protests and I was like, yay, but it was really good for my career. Like, I feel like I adapt very well to things. And if I know that something will benefit me, I really believed in it at the time. But it was also good for my career. And then I realized it was bad for my life, my personal life. It was good for my career, but bad for my personal life. And I saw myself making these friends who were not really aligned with me. And the moment I started to switch up, like, wait, hold up, this isn't working for me. I had to get back in touch with my roots. Like, how was I taught how to date? Because the things that my girlfriends were teaching me and the things that the men I was dating was imposing on me, it was like, it was not aligning. I wanted a certain thing, but I was doing a different thing to get what I want. Like it was not aligning. And I'm like, you know what? Hold up. Let's stop. And I did some, so I'm, I'm a scientist. So 
I, I was in academia for like forever. And I was really in my hyper-masculine. And the problem was I was really good at it. And that's the big problem is that when you know you're good at it, but you know it's not what you're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And because I was in academia, like academia is a bubble. Like for people who are not academics, it's like a whole different world. Like they have their own politics, their own religion. Like it's a whole thing. And the thing is, it is not conducive to a beautiful life. I'm going to tell you, like every academic that I've met, that was successful or wasn't even successful. Like every academic I've met, I did not want their life. And I'm like, I'm in the wrong place. I wanna meet, I wanna go where the happy people are. And lucky for me, my university was right next to a community where everyone is happy and beautiful. Like everyone is so happy and beautiful. I'm like, I wanna be one of them. And before as an academic, I'd be like, oh my gosh, look at these women. They're like, you know, doing nothing in their Lululemons and they're just mm-hmm. walking around you know, having nothing to do, I would hate on, I was a hater, because I was an outsider looking in, and the thing is, I'm like, you know what, if you can't beat them, you got to join them, and so I started dating men in the area, and I'm like, they're all good men, and the thing is, too, a lot of women have had bad experiences with men, and they don't believe that they are good men, but you need to date where the good men are, and that really rewired my brain like oh number one I'm deserving of good men because I got to date good men and number two there's so many good men like abundance mindset there's so many of them and mm-hmm. they all congregate with each other so all the bad men are together and all the good men they stay away from the bad men so that when you find one you find everyone mm-hmm. so I was like okay this is it this is my life plan and <clears throat> the scientist that I am I'm like I recorded everything and I optimized my dating, my dating protocol. And I'm like, and I got the result that I wanted. And I'm like, okay, I need to share this with the girlies because at the time I was so alone. I lost all my academia girlfriends. Mm-hmm. I was like, I only kept like one friend and she's my super religious girlfriend. And we share the same culture and she's been holding me down this whole time. And God bless her because she was really giving me so much grace she was not passing judgment on me she was just like hey this may not be the right thing to do but she allowed me to come back and I was like I love her so now I just wanted to share it with everyone like I have so much to say like you said like I have so much to say and I'm saying it now like I have a lot of content every day because there's so much to share with the girlies so yeah that's my that's my journey well, I love that. And what age, like how old are you? Like when did that transition happen? That happened when I was 21, 22. And how old are you now? I don't want to say how old <laughs> I am Because you look super young. Okay, so that yeah, happened. I feel like that's that, the mystique. Yeah, so that happened 2021. 20, that, ha- that actually happened to me. I started transitioning at 23 when I met Mike. And he's the one who gave me that wake up call because I was a bottle service girl before, you know, I was in that, you know, nightlife scene and I was just, you know, I was just making money. That's all I wanted to do. I just wanted to make money. I didn't really care about how I was seen portrayed, you know, provocative photos, all of that, that kind of lifestyle. And then I wanted different. So then three months or two months before I met Mike, I cleaned up my Instagram. It was COVID. So I wasn't working. And I was like, 
I was in a toxic relationship. I'm like, yo, I want to get out. Like, I don't want this life for myself anymore. And then when I met Mike, you know, it was so weird because he was literally the man that I manifested. I, you know, I even manifested saying, I want a guy with tattoos and this guy's tatted up over there. You know, it was so crazy, Mm -hmm. even to the point where it's like, I want blonde hair and blue eyes and like a scruffy look. And then he came into my life. So I knew it was like God sent. And it's like, okay, Angelica here, I gave you what you wanted. What are you going to do with it? You know, like this is who you prayed for, right? So are you going to heal your past trauma? Are you going to become a better woman or are you going to screw this up? And that's what would happen. The first six months I was screwing it up, but I didn't know what it was. I was just self-sabotaging. I was fighting. I was arguing. I was arguing. I was like, I love to do like this thing where I used to, I would feel abandoned and then I would start fights to see if he loves me or not and to see if he fights for me or not. Like I was doing all that kind of stuff. And he he was a healthy man. He's like a healthy masculine man, provider mindset, protector, loyal, faithful, all of that stuff. So I realized, okay, I was the problem. And I was reading like these like self-sabotage books, this book, that book, but nothing helped me until I, until he gave me the wake up call of being like, hey, like, you're supposed to be the feminine woman here. And I'm like, what is this femininity? Like, what is feminine? It was such a foreign language to me because like you said, I woke up, I grew up just being very feminism. I hate men. Like you guys are all trash. I can do everything myself. And my friends didn't help at all. You know, the people that I surrounded surrounded myself with, like they were all bottle service girls. So they just wanted to party, have fun, go to dinner with this guy, do things with this guy. And then, I was like, okay, well, I don't want that kind of life for myself. And then my friends just wanted to travel. And I was like, I want to meet somebody. Like, I want to get married. I want to have a life for myself. I want that. But then I would always hate on the women or, that are at stay at stay at home moms and me. Like, you're unpurposeful. Like, all you care is about your man. All you do is like devote yourself to your man. So I had that huge transition and my life became... 10 times more peaceful being on this side rather than that side. And now I get hated on for being on this side because I have the feminists that come after me talk like hating on me being like, well, what happens if he cheats? And what happens if he's this? And I'm just like, I'm good over here. Like, don't worry about me. So that's a little bit of background of me. So the point of this, I guess the topic I wanted to discuss with you is I want to talk about your major red flags, your (laughs) yellow flags, and your green flags. But before we get started, I, people are not really familiar with yellow flags. So can you explain yellow flags? Because I'm not going to lie. I learned yellow flags from you. Oh, okay. So I think like everything exists in a spectrum, right? And it's so easy to just do like yes or no but there's like something in the middle and one thing I always talk about is being in discernment Mm -hmm. like when you develop your discernment you can make really good decisions for yourself every single day you won't need a coach anymore like you're good all by yourself so yellow flags is basically it's just like an alert like oh let me dig into this deeper so it's not a red flag because red flags you're gone like you're out And then green flag is like, okay, this is good. So yellow flag is like, just, it's an alert. Like keep it in mind and watch out for signs that it is a red flag. So, or a green flag, like it's just a little alert. 
And it's like, okay, be alert and do your due diligence on this yeah, alert. Due diligence. Okay, yeah. got it. Yeah. Okay, so let me hear your five top red flags. And you work with a lot of women and you probably talk to, you have a lot of experience. So I want to know what your five major red flags are. Okay, I don't think I have five, but let's okay, let's do my whatever, red flags. However many. Yeah. Okay, the number one red flag that I that I always see and I don't want the girls to fall for it is men who are flashy with themselves. Mm-hmm. So men cuz or maybe it is geo, like geographically like specific because it, where I am the men here they're not they're more low key. So we're talking Costco golf shirts like in the country club they're still wearing Costco clothes. Mm-hmm. You know, cuz if you're paying 100 200 grand, you know, to enter a country club, it doesn't matter what you wear everyone's the same person there you don't have to show off and also the men I know the good men that I know they're not flashy with themselves but they're flashy with their women so it's the woman who's like pretty and cute and relaxed so if your woman looks like she's struggling like so if the man is flashy with himself for me that's a red flag like it's my personal red flag Mm -hmm. um and then number two is if he is obsessed with what you can do for him when he asks, so I don't, I've never come across a man who asked me, what do you bring to the table? Or in real life, the man around me, what do the women bring to the table? That's not even a conversation. Whenever a man says that, you do not answer, you leave the conversation and you it's a sign, like thank him for letting you know what he truly is right off the bat. Like, thank you for the information. Yeah. Um, because that just shows that he's looking for a woman that is 50 50. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or if he is a pro, if he is a provider, he is a conditional provider. Like, I'm only going to provide if you cook, clean, do these things. Mm-hmm. That's not what a good, you know, God fearing provider does. Like, he provides because that's his nature, that's what his life purpose is. But if you have men who are like, well, if I do this, you have to do that. But I was raised to be a good wife. So if you weren't raised to be a good husband, it's a no. Like we don't match. Like our value systems don't match. And thank you for the information. I'm out. Mm-hmm. And I want all the girlies to know that you never ha- you never haggle with a man. Like never haggle. You never negotiate minimum wage, right? Mm-hmm. So you need to know what minimum wage is for you. And never, ever haggle for it. Mm-hmm. And then number three is men who want you to chase them. Because then he's in his feminine. He's like, let me have this girl chase me. And then no. she's in her masculine because she's doing the chasing. Mm-hmm. I always I always tell women, like, you can't chase a man. The man always has to chase you. A, it's because you're the prize. And B, is that if you are chasing the man, you're never going to know if the man really loves you or not. You know, like I read it in the book. It's like, if the woman makes the first move, a guy is going to receive it. A guy is going to be like, okay, why not? But then you're going to spend so long figuring out if he actually really likes you or you were just easy because you came to him. Okay, so keep going. Okay, and I think those are my biggest red flags. Whenever I see that, it's out. And I tell all my girlies, like, don't. Don't even. Because you want to save your time for someone who is good. So you need to recognize these red flags right off the bat and then move on. It just sucks because like a lot of women, they know those are the red flags, but then they 
turn a blind side and they're just like, no, maybe he'll change. Like maybe I can change him. And it's just like, no, you don't, you can't spend your life trying to change somebody because there's someone that can come into your life that already has a good mentality that you won't struggle with, with all these red flags, because I suffered, you know, I Mm -hmm. saw the red flags. I knew I should have done better, but I didn't do better thinking like if I, if I'm the one that's, if I'm the woman that sees this through with him, like, you know, we're going to live happily ever after. And I wasted three years doing that. Three years of my life doing that, but he's taught me a lot. And the reason why I was able to meet Mike and change my mindset was because I was like, okay, I never want to do that again. I never want to be in a three-year situationship where I don't even know if we're in a relationship or not, but we're we're playing like we are. So my top five red flags would be 50-50. You know, I I see like it's such an ick to me. I've my dad has always been the provider. And me as a woman, I've never met a guy or I would never want to meet a guy that's like, hey, like here's I'm gonna pay for my half of dinner and you pay for your half of dinner, you know or half of the mortgage or half of this is just like, I, I I cannot do that. And I see so many people on Instagram comment being like, Oh, she's not paying half of this. And she's lazy and entitled. And all these like men in the comments was like, yeah, so true. Oh yeah. 50, 50 is the way to go. She should be working. And it blows my mind. And I'm just like, this is why, but it also depends. Like for the men, it depends what caliber you're trying to date at as well. You know, if you want a high value woman, you can't have that mindset. But if you want, I, it's like, if you want just like an average woman or just any type of woman, then yeah, maybe 50 may work because you suck her into believing it. But if a woman knows what she wants, she even works hard, she looks good, she goes to the gym, it's just like, when you have that 50-50 mentality, you're not going to reach that high caliber status woman. So 50-50 for me is an absolute no-go. I used to think it's fine. I used to pay for things. I used to like, you know, pay for like really expensive dinners. I used to be the type of woman because I made a lot of money doing bottle service. And I thought like, oh, like men love accomplished women. I was like, okay, well, I'm accomplished. I have all this going for me. So when he would go to the bathroom, like I would pay, you know, like do that type of shit. And it's just like, I look back at it and I was like, what was I doing? And I was emasculating him doing that because yeah, it was just like a whole thing. But I realized that was not the way to go. And then another one is when their emotions are not, like their emotions are unclear. And I always tell women, it's like, and they come to me and they're just like, Hey, I've been in this relationship for like three months. I just don't know where it's going. And it's just like, you already know where it's going. The fact that you're unclear already says a lot because a man that wants you, he will show you that he wants you. You will be the only woman for him. You won't have any of this hot and cold stuff. Oh, like he messaged me and then he ghosted me. Any of that stuff. It's like a man that wants you will get you. And then the other one is following half naked girls on IG. That is a major one for me. And I, I'm so happy that like, I'm grateful that Mike doesn't have Instagram, you know, but like, even if he did, it's just like, that would be like a huge 
no-no for me because then you're just getting, you know, you're, you're over-sexualizing women and it's basically like a, a dry pour on there, you know, and you have all these half-naked girls. And then when you see your woman, it's like, yeah, but then I'm going to compare you to her. So it's like following half-naked girls on IG is for me, it's not a high value man. That's a low value man status because it's a guy that's not disciplined enough and he acts on his temptations I would say and then another one is has a lot of girlfriends I cannot do that you know that's a no. yeah that's a big no and same with me it's like I don't have I don't have guy friends like I met Mike and I cut off everybody like every guy friend and Mike always tells me what, what does he say he goes a sh- He's like, you can't have guy friends because if we ever get in a fight and you go and talk to them, it's like shoulder to cry on because it's a dick to ride on. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. But I, I said the same thing with him. It's like, I don't believe guys and fr- I don't believe guys and girls can be friends. What are your thoughts on that? Do you believe that guys and girls can be friends? I always tell people never be friends with men because you are never just friends with men. Mm-hmm. and it's number one if you're you know an attractive woman whatever they will always want to be with you even if it's just physical mm-hmm. like they will always want to like go a step beyond with you and number two if they don't find you attractive why are you around people who find you undesirable so mm-hmm. that lowers your self-esteem both ways mm-hmm. it's just not a good vibe so you shouldn't and, and a I- lot of people yeah no go for it and a lot of people who have guy friends get so mad at me when I say that. And then a couple of weeks, months later, they text me, like they DM me. They're like, you were right. Mm-hmm. Because there's always something. And it doesn't mean that you cannot be friends with people. No, you can be friends with women. I feel like when you're friends with women, that's when your life just improves. Because number one, you're moving in your own best interests. Yeah. Because when you're friends with men, you're always going to want to humble yourself. You don't want to be like those other girls Mm -hmm. you know I'm not like other girls you're gonna be stuck in that pick me energy like oh pick me like I have guy friends like they all want me no because a man who wants you will lock you down and protect and provide for you Mm -hmm. that's what a man does when he wants you yes so how do you feel when because I know there's always like these like viral videos and the guys are like, well, if I have a girlfriend, I don't want her to have any um, guy friends. And then the girl just calls him like insecure. No, I feel like when someone in a relationship tells you their boundaries, either you respect it or you don't. And if you don't respect it, you find someone else. I agree. Like, and it I'm, goes the same thing from convincing people. Yeah, I'm tired of convincing people. Like, this is what I want. If you're not that, bye. Like, let me find my person, you know, and I'll (laughs) let you find your person. Like, I'm tired of the haggling and the fighting. Like, okay. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Like, so, yeah, I say this. No, I say the same thing to Mike. I'm just like, there's no way you can have any girlfriend, you know, like any girl that's not a friend, unless she's like an employee because he owns a business. I'm like, that's it. But it doesn't go beyond business talk, you know, because anything beyond business talk is like, it's not, it's unnecessary. So yeah, I don't have any guy friends and he doesn't have any girlfriends. And even if I had like a best friend, there's no way they would be friends. You know, I see so many videos and it's not me being insecure. I'm being like realistic. I see 
so many friendships break up because you know the girl wanted like I don't know like sometimes when you bring women around like your men like a guy they start acting different started being flirty and cute and doing all this shit and it's like no 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 you're not like that the only reason why you're mm-hmm. doing that is because somebody's around and I like I don't play with that and I had friends like that and there's a reason why I'm very selective now and there's a reason why I pick friends that are that have loving relationships that are in happy marriages is because like the girls and especially in Miami you know I live in Vegas for the time being but in Miami it's like everybody's trying to find that person and they'll go and s- try to steal your man you know so mm-hmm. no friends on this side <laughs> um and I feel like it's not even about being insecure it's not it's not it's about securing your own marriage your own relationship like I don't care the names that you call people as long as it's effective like I don't care mm-hmm. I agree and then another red flag for me is goes out a lot you know, a man that thinks needs to be out with his friends all the time. Like, don't get me wrong. Go hang out with your friends. Go have fun. But if you need to be with them all the time, going to clubs, you know, going out for dinners, going out to boys trips, doing all of that stuff. It's like, that's a major red flag for me because it's like, A, why am I not with you? And B, it's like, I don't want to be getting drunk every single week. And it's like, why do you feel like you need to go out and party and go to clubs? Because nothing good happens there anyways. And then the last one for me is a major red flag for when you are dating is when they never talk about the future. You know, where like, you know, it doesn't have to be 30 years or it doesn't have to be when you're kids, but it's just like, oh, like as simple as in like, oh yeah, I want to go to um, I want to go to Spain and let's go together type of thing or anything like along like six months to a year from now. Like, do you see a future with me or do you just see me as like a weak thing? So that's like a big red flag for me. Okay, so let's go on to yellow flags. Okay, I have one big yellow flag. And it's when he didn't have a good present strong father figure. Bless you. <laughs> okay, it's when he didn't have a good, strong, present father figure. And it's because a lot of women have been burned by men who'd had daddy issues. Like, women's daddy issues are blasted all over the internet, but we never talk about men's daddy issues. And with a father absence, problem that we have especially in the United States it's a big problem and it doesn't just affect women it affects young boys too and especially if they didn't have their grandparents or like community leaders or religious leaders step in to teach this boy how to be a man he will find a father figure on the internet and those father figures may not be the best father figures So a lot of the problems that we're seeing, a lot of the women hating energy on the internet, it's daddy issues Mm -hmm. from these men. And they're, you know, they're latching on to father figures who, number one, don't care about them. And even now there's been a switch in the content of those people. So their opinions can turn on a dime. But a strong present father figure, he will be constant. He will drill down these values onto you. 
So if you didn't have that, a lot of these men, they idolize the struggle bus period of their super women moms, like their wonder women moms. Like my mom did everything. She cooked, cleaned, took care of me and worked full time. Why can't you be like my mom? And you will never please this man because you can never step up to be like his mom. And that's one of the issues that a lot of women have with fatherless men. Wow. And number two, there's no other older men holding this man accountable. So if he doesn't have that brotherhood holding him accountable, he is more likely to, like he had a single mom, he will make a single mom out of you. And that happens a lot with fatherless men. So that's why it's a yellow flag. But it's also true. This is something that they have no control over, right? Like you're, you're not born, you can't pick and choose. Like I want a present father. You can't. Mm-hmm. So, and a lot of men grew up pretty well and they turned out to be good fathers, good husbands. So that's why it's a yellow flag. Because once you've identified that this man did not have a good father figure, that's that's a, that's a yellow flag. So you how do you- do due diligence. Yeah, so how do you do your due, due, due diligence on that? Yeah, you get to know him more, like, you know, how he speaks about his mom. Like another, I would say this is a red flag. This is not a yellow flag. When a man praises how much his mother struggled okay, as a single mom or as a mother, like when he praises that, he's going to make you suffer. Now, why is that? Elaborate more. I'm interested. Oh, okay. So when he praises that she struggled, that she suffered, he is going to expect that out of you. That is his idea of what a good woman is. So if you are not struggling, you are not a good woman in his mind. Oh, wow. So like struggling as in struggle, like, yeah, give me some examples of like struggling, like struggling to make the house a home or struggling at work or struggling for the kids. So it's just like Mm -hmm. a constant, just like struggle. Yes. You always have to be busy and you have to do what his mom did. Basically, like whatever he said that his mom did, you have to do that. And that's the only way that he will find you worthy as a wife. Wow. And those men, for them, provision is also conditional. Like, oh, you have to do exactly what my mom did so that I will provide for you. In order for me to see you as a good woman. Yes. Wow. And you will never be at peace because his idea of a good woman is struggle, like is is a struggling woman. Wow. So interesting. So when I posted that, yeah, when I posted that, everyone in the comments was like, oh my gosh, this was me. This was my ex-husband. And I'm like, yeah. Wow. It's so wild. Because I see this in my real life. You know, I've seen it in the women who like talk to me, my clients. And and then I broadcasted it out in the world. And there were women in my comments. They're like, this is so true. I wish I knew this years ago. I wish I knew this before I met my ex-husband. Like, it's so sad. And I think women need to learn of these red flags these yellow flags so that they can just avoid these men because these men need to heal Mm -hmm. and I think by being with an unhealed man you are not only disadvantaging yourself you're disadvantaging him because you're not allowing him the opportunity to heal wow that's good that's a good I, I did not even think of it that way I feel like in today's society, all we care is more mainly about like, just like women growing up without a mother or growing up without a dad. And then we don't really think how it affects the men in our lives if they didn't grow up with a father figure or a struggling mother figure. 
And mm-hmm. I, a yellow flag for me, I would say along those lines is, I don't, I don't know if this is me to say or weird to say, but a man that's overly obsessed with his mom is a yellow flag for me because a man that's overly obsessed with his mom will always want his mom's approval with everything he does in his life. And I always feel like if the mom and the son are obsessed with each other, then you're always going to be number two. And you can be the best woman ever, but if the mom feels like you're a threat to the relationship, then she's going to be like, I don't like her. And if he is a mama's boy, I would say, then he will ruin the relationship with you. So that's a yellow flag for me because I feel like if you want to be in a man's life, especially as a wife, you have to be the first priority. It can't be the mom as selfish as it may seem or selfish as it may like sound like. It's like, you have to understand that after you guys get married, it's like you become the family. You are the first priority. It can't be the mom. It can't be the sister. It can't be anybody else. So that's a yellow flag for me. And I also feel another yellow flag is when a man says that he has a crazy ex, I feel like that's something to be like, you know, alerted about because it's like, okay, well, was she actually crazy or did you, are you the one who made her crazy? So mm-hmm. that that's a yellow flag for me. So I guess I'm coming up with some right now. <laughs> okay. So tell me more. Yeah. Are there any more oh, yellow flags? Oh, when you said that, if he says that his ex was crazy, the best men I know don't talk bad about their exes. Mm-hmm. They were like, they, they're mature enough to realize that, oh, it didn't work out. She was a good woman because that's credibility for him too. Like if you're always with crazy people, mm-hmm. if your track record is all crazy people, the common denominator is you. Yeah. You know? So- yeah. So how do you feel? What I was going to ask something. Okay. So I saw this like thing and it talked about as a woman, um, if you're on a date with somebody, you should never tell them about like your crazy ex stories because you set the standards of how this man or what you tolerated. So mm-hmm. I heard that if you are going to talk to somebody and they do ask about your ex or your past relationships as a high value woman, you would say, Oh, we just didn't work out. We went our separate ways. We wanted separate things. Or another way that I saw is like, you can, I, I like, this is, I'm asking you if you feel like this is okay to do, but as some woman would be like, well, my ex treated me amazing and he got me flowers all the time and he hold, held the door open for me, but we just didn't, um, we just wanted separate things in life. So it didn't work out, but he treated me amazing. Do you feel a man listening to that, that sets the standards for him of how he's going to treat her? Like, do you think her saying that will be like, oh, okay, well, if her ex did open the door for her and got her flowers and let's say rubbed her feet at night, like, oh, I have to do that in order to get this woman. So do you feel that kind of psychology would work? Mm -hmm. One thing that is so sad is that men seek the approval of other men. Mm -hmm. And men also like you said, they base how they're going to treat a woman based on how other men treat a woman. And mm-hmm. this is why I emphasize, I always emphasize fathers or brothers or male cousins, like male protection in your life. Like I'm always forward with this. And I think it has saved me when I was dating. It was saved me. It saved me from bad men. I've, I've literally had men 
stand up and walk away when I mentioned my dad. Because I'm very close with my family, like I'm very Mm -hmm. protected. And bad men will capitalize on you not having male protection. So this aura, like you don't have to lie because this will be reality for you once you wake up to your worth. You're only going to date good men. So you're only going to have these good male experiences. When you're on dates with these men, you are protected. You have received good treatment before. That is all you have ever known. You're not going to lie because it is the truth. Mm -hmm. And that sets the standard. It drives away bad men. And it attracts good men because if you're a good man and you want a mother for your children, you want a woman who has good relations with men, like good mindset towards men, because you could have a son and you don't want to pass on that trauma of negative relations with men to your daughter. So like, I don't think men that deep, but I think it's the, like on a first date, they don't think that deep, but I think that's the psychology behind it. Like they want women who have good, I guess, good attitudes towards men. Yeah. And he said that like, oh yeah, I've always had this treatment. I've always been treated well. Like I've never paid a bill in my life. You know, if it's true, then that sets the tone. Yeah. That's at the tone with Mike and I, because I was, I grew up as a daddy's girl, you know, mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with that. Like my dad gave me everything that I've ever asked for and I was spoiled, but mine and my dad's relationship was conditional love though. It's like, okay, if you get into university, I will do this. If you do this chore, then I will give you this. So I learned about conditional love, but my dad still, you know, with the right tone of voice and, you know, me being a little girl, it's like, I would get everything. So when I met Mike, I would say, it's like, I, I set those standards of just like well my dad does this and he does this and Mike is like oh shit okay like well her dad like I want to be a better you know like men at the end of the day like they love I would say to be like the daddy in your life you know so they want to just be the best role model father figure they want and the best provider better than your father they want to provide more than your father has ever provided you with protection love anything so it's at the standard for him over there. <laughs> um, so are there any more yellow flags or are we going to move on to green flags? Okay, one yellow flag, because I'm so picky about this, is if they have a nice car, but they live in a class B apartment. Ah, uh, yes. Like, okay, I'm in commercial real estate. So I'm like, so into this. If you're in a class B apartment, but you have a super car, no, you're you're not good with money. Mm-hmm. because for me like financial prosperity is so important like it's about how much you keep and grow not only about how much you make so if a man is really making a lot of money right now I need to know if you're good at keeping and growing because so as that- a woman you're never going to relax if he's not good with money so that would be a yellow flag and not a red flag why uh, because if it's a yellow flag, because sometimes people are transient. Like if you want to move from Miami to New York or like, I get it. I get it. Why people would want to just get an apartment or like a regular apartment. But if you're driving a supercar, it's indicative. Mm-hmm. Maybe so, it's a red flag. Yeah. So, it's, it's, okay. Yeah. yeah. Cause I see so many people I see, especially working in the bottle service industry. Like I have been so scared to even date men with money because it's like is that even real money you know 
Like mm-hmm. I, I've met so many just guys that come to the club that flash so much on Instagram, have a flashy watch, let's say drive a nice car, and then they come to the club and like for, let's say $500, their card declines. And like, we're just like looking at each other and I'm just like, dude, like, what are you, what are you doing at the club? You know, why do you have a nice watch if that's even real or fake, you know? And like, why do you drive this car? And then you come to the club and then your card declines or you're splitting the bill with like, you know, 10 guys. It's like, what are you doing here? And that's a major red flag to me. It's like, first, a man that's growing and wants the best life for himself is not at the club popping bottles. You know, he's at, he's at home trying to build a business. And Mm -hmm. I always tell women like, yes, sometimes you could meet men at the club, but majority of the time men at the club, they just want to get laid. So you have to go to different places to meet men. So Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I don't think, how do you do your, like, how do you do your investigation mm-hmm. on that? So I have clients and I help them swipe. And she was like, one of them, she was like, how do I know, like, if he's legit? Because some, you know, people yeah. buy on all the time. And one of the cool things about just like being, you know, moving in spaces where you move is like, you already know who's who, right? You already know the signs. Like there's a lot of inconspicuous signals. And the number one thing about, I mean, there's levels, there's different types of people, but the people that I'm familiar with, they're very, they're not that flashy. They, they show the things that really bring them joy. Like they may drive a Jeep, but they have a 60 foot boat, you know, but you will never find that out until you meet them. You know, like they're, they just focus on the things that they enjoy because that boat gives them so much joy and they may not even post it online. So, Mm -hmm. because like, you just want to be around happy people. So the people who post things that are not even theirs online, like there's signs, like if you're on a boat, but you're not wearing the right shoes, it's not your boat. (laughs) If you have a Lambo, but it's a class B apartment in the background, you should not be having a Lambo. Yeah. You know? So there's like these signs that men are faking their wealth. And the number one thing is that you're looking for a good man who is financially stable and has good money mindset. Mm -hmm. That's all because there's success minded men and there's, there's success minded men who are already successful and there's success minded men who are just getting there. And Mm -hmm. sometimes you can choose just the success minded man because no matter what, like whenever people tell me that, oh, what happens if he loses all his money? we will be fine. Like we'll be okay because he's success-minded. He's a God-fearing, success-minded man. We will always be okay no matter what. Yeah. So you need to go for those men versus the men who flash everything they've got. Like they're literally wearing their negative net net worth. Yeah. You know, it's not a vibe and it's not the men that you want to be building a family with. Agreed. And it's also, it's also like, okay, well, what's your job? You know, like, what are you a drug dealer you know because I don't want to be with the drug dealer who has like a who's always running from the cops you know because and I don't know I just it's so hard nowadays because so many men fake their wealth it's so hard to know what's real and what's not real and even when I met Mike I was very very skeptical and the number one reason where when he messaged me on Instagram, that's how we met. I looked at his profile, nice car, you know, 
just nice photos traveling and I'm just like oh is this going to be one of those guys you know and I just I didn't know until like I started digging deep and asking just the right questions and but then I fell in love with him you know like he he's the man that I fell in love with like yes everybody's success you know for a woman it's like oh you're successful okay that's an end just like for a man oh she's pretty that's the end but then I fell in love with him and I fell in love with his goals and his vision that he wanted you know and just asking the right questions and getting to know him and I'm just like oh wow like the way that he articulates himself he's intelligent he's smart he has goals for the future he has goals for the next three months a year three years he sees himself thinking big like he wants this life for himself. That's how I did my investigation on just like, oh, wow, like, is, is he who he says he is? Because a man that lies about his image can lie about everything else as well. And especially mm-hmm. on Instagram, it's just like, you really know, you really don't know what you're, you're getting yourself into. Because mm-hmm. I had people that have been with successful people that turned out to be scammers that like stole other people's like credit cards, but took them on shopping sprees, you know? And then when they got caught by the police, so did she, and she had to go to jail. Like, so such crazy shit. Or a girl that like loves this lavish lifestyle, but her man is a drug dealer and she got caught and he got caught. It's like, yo, like you don't need, you should never ever be put in that position. So yeah, so- Mm -hmm yellow flag or green flag now okay I think green flags good green flag okay give me your green flags okay my green flag is he is close with his family mm-hmm. like like not enmeshed with his mother but like he has he has good relations with his family because mm-hmm. that like my very best dates was when we talked about family because then you know he's family oriented mm-hmm. and there's people holding him accountable and number two is he's very open about himself. Like one thing that I, like a lot of women ask me like, oh, how do you know he's a high value man? You know, like that's a term that people use. Like, how do you know that he's really who he says he is? He will tell you, he will even show you. Like I've had men literally give me a tour of all the real estate they owned. And they're so open because they're so excited to share a life with you. And they're mm-hmm. open about it. Like, they're not even gonna just going to tell you. They're going to show you. And I guess my next green flag would be, um, oh, he he is God-fearing. Like, whatever his religion is, he has something. Because when, when people have their own concept of a God, like, they're spiritual. No, like, for me personally, this is a green flag because someone is holding him accountable. Like, basically, someone is holding this man accountable to do the right thing. That's that's a green flag for me. That is, like, that is number one for me, a green flag. It's like, is this man God-fearing or not? Because if he's not God-fearing, then who are his idols? Who is he looking up to? What kind of morals does he have for himself? What kind of what what kind of standards does he hold himself up to if it's not God's? standards you know or that's like that was a major one for me and I talk about it on the podcast but I see so many people like break up you know like the best couples ever 
And I'm just like, why? Like what happened? Oh, unfaithfulness. Oh, betrayal and all that stuff. I'm just like, that's because he thought he can do it himself. You know, he feels mm-hmm. like he is the hero and he's God. So he can treat anybody the way that he wants to. And he feels like karma's not in the picture, like none of that stuff. And me, I'm just like, I can't, I don't want to do anything. And B, I know someone up there is always watching my every move. And I, I'm God fearing. And Mike and I, we, in the beginning, it's just like, we weren't at all. And shit hit the fan real quick you know, because we just didn't hold ourselves to any of the things that God has made us to be, you know, or how we want to be. So that's a major green flag. That's a good one. Yeah. Mm, and I think that's my green flags. Um, Those are three. Those are good ones. Okay. So that's a good one. My green flag is a problem solver. So someone like the way that, you know, someone is like a, also a provider and wants the best for you is that if you come to them with a problem and they do their best to solve it quickly, none of that, Mm -hmm. like, oh, well, let me know how it goes or you're smart, you'll figure it out or you know what to do. And I'm just like, okay, yeah, cool. Like I've had guys like that and I'm just like, okay, yeah, I'll figure it out on my own. But then it's just like, you couldn't even solve that problem for me, your logical mindset based, and you couldn't even solve this easy issue for me. And sometimes I, now I kind of like test Mike, I don't know, I need to stop doing that. But I come to him Mm -hmm. with like a really small, small problem. And I see how quick he solves it. And he always, Mm -hmm. always, always gives me a solution. Even though sometimes Mm -hmm. I don't want a solution, and I just want to vent. He's just Mm -hmm. like, what, how fast can I make this woman happy and solve her problem? How fast can I be her hero? You know? So that's a major green flag for me. Another green flag is another green flag is um, seeing how a man is towards animals. You know, like, does he love animals? Does he like treat an animal like a, like a child? I don't know. There's just like something in me that like grows like a newfound heart for him and like seeing Mike the way that he like loves Enzo makes my heart warm because it makes me feel like oh wow if he treats a dog this way he's going to treat a baby this way so Mm -hmm. I guess like I'm looking for a father figure presence for Enzo to see how he treats him so I know how he treats her future kids and then another green flag for me is um someone who says like don't worry like I'll take care of it you mm-hmm. know like hey oh yeah I don't have gas in my car like don't worry I'll take care of it like you're good go do your thing or oh I forgot to take the dog like oh I need to take the dog out but I have to do my makeup okay I'll take care of it you know mm-hmm. because I feel like so many women it's just like they have to be doing everything and especially some men that have a lot of money and some men are like, okay, they're so conditioned to be like, well, I paid the bills. So she does everything and everything at home. All I have to do is sit on the couch and not do anything. It's like, Hey, when I'm in a, when I'm in a good mood and 
you know, everything is going according to schedule. It's like, yeah, I got the laundry. I got the cooking. I got the cleaning. I got everything. But when you see me struggling, please help me. Like, you know, like when you see I'm struggling to do my makeup and then I'm struggling to take the dog out and then I'm struggling to like make food, like at least jump in and just be like, Hey, what can I help you with? What can I do to make your life easier? You know? Oh, I need you to take the dog out. I got it. You know, go worry about something else. What can I do to make your life more efficient right now? You know, because sometimes I struggle with like my timing and I try to do everything all at once where it's just like, okay, I have to, you know, let's say make the food and then I have to do this and then I have to do that. And then I would hate if Mike saw me and he was just sitting on the couch and being like, oh, that's a woman's job, you know? So a major green flag for me is like someone that's like, yo, I got it. Like, what do you need help with? That's a, Mm -hmm. that's a big one for me. And another green flag is someone who has a, someone has a good friend group. Yes. That's it's like, they say like a lot of people are like, oh, you are who your friends are. And, And that's really true. No matter how much you say like, no, I'm that one person that doesn't do like the rest of them. It's like, yeah, you could be, but you surround yourself with people who let's say are all single and just want to party and don't care about girls. It's just like, first of all, what are you doing in that friend group? If that's not what you want in your life and B it's like soon enough, the temptation is going to start kicking in and you're going to become one of them. So a green flag for me is like, you have to have a good friend group. That's really important for me. Um, So yeah. Okay. So I have two more questions for you. Okay. So what the first question is, so I saw like one of your, like your content posts and all that stuff. You talk about how you changed from dating low effort, bare minimum men to (laughs) dating um, a provider mindset men. So how did that transition? Like, what did you do for that transition? Mm Mm-hmm. It literally felt like the stages of grief. Like there's denial, there's anger, and then you know, all the stages, and then there's acceptance. Like I was I was really in denial. Like, oh, you know, I'm this enough, I'm pretty enough, I'm good enough to date, you know, good men. Why am I getting bad treatment from below bare minimum low effort men? And then I got angry at myself. I was like, whoa. Like, why did you do that? Why did you allow all those things to happen to you? And a lot of it is just being fed up. Like I was fed up and I decided to change because nothing will change if I don't change. Like, I really believe that we have control over our own lives. Obviously to a certain extent, what is planned for you will happen for you, but you need to like take the initiative. Mm -hmm. So I knew that I was not built for struggle. I knew that I was built to find a good partner who allows me, I guess the peace, like I I had to create peace within myself, but he has to like further and expand that peace. So when when you were talking about green flags and like how you can just relax and he takes care of everything, like the the moment I knew my man was the one was when I got to turn off my brain. And every single time, like for example, I went, you know, like, I would, when I would go on a family trip or I even have like a meal with my family, I have to turn on my brain because I have to organize these things. But when I'm with him, it's like, it's so exhausting now to do that. 
But when I'm with him, it's like my brain is turned off. I'm conserving my energy. Like I, all I have to do is get myself ready and we're going to places, you know, like passenger princess life. And, (laughs) and like, even like I'm a, I'm a business owner and like, I do my own things, but if I have a bad month, I'm not stressed because everything is covered. Like, I don't have to think about it. I'm really like pursuing my passions and, you know, like doing my business because I want to, and I love this for me and knowing that like, no matter what, I will be okay. So having all that, like that load off of me is so great. And that's a green flag. Like when your man allows you to just rest, like rest your brain, that's the green flag. Be in peace. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so when you are working, do you have to be in your masculine energy or since you're living in your purpose and you're doing what, like you're passionate about, do you stay in your feminine energy? I try to stay in my feminine energy. So I actually hired a business coach and she was telling me to do all these things like X, Y, and Z and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, girl, I'm not going to do that because like we started a couple of projects and sh- and I, I would take forever to get them done because it was not vibing with me. And I just don't want to take the time. Like I'm, I want to do only what I'm passionate about. And that's why I love being like creating these videos and stuff because I do it when I feel like it. I don't have a schedule. I, I don't have a content schedule. I'm like, when I want to say something, I'm going to say something. And so she was, and I was telling her, like, is there a way for me to do this without being overworked? Because that's what I, that's the last thing I wanted to do. And, and basically being a feminine businesswoman, you have to take advantage of leverage. So that's going to be leverage of technology because then you can work less, but you can, your content can reach a bunch of people. Yes. And right and then I mean leverage of money so that's why like I'm big on investing like investing in stocks and in the future for my own real estate so that's like that's my big thing it's like if you're a feminine businesswoman there's a lot that you you have to set your boundaries right off the bat Mm -hmm. and I feel like I'm doing a good job of that right now and every time there's something that's like kind of pushing like oh like I'm trying to get into my masculine nope I'm like I'm out I'm not doing that because I don't want to and I don't want to yeah that's that's what happens with me is like I have like an editor for my podcast and you know doing like interviews and all that stuff it it requires a lot of like work and then editing it and then sending time frames and it's just like I don't want to be doing that part like I want to show up and that's what takes me so long because I have this like list of to-dos it's like okay go research up on YouTube go do this go do this and it's like I don't like that part and it takes me so much longer to complete it. Like men, they're very like mission driven and they're very to-do list driven. So they can have like a long list of to-dos and by the morning tonight, that list of to-dos is gone. Like they completed mm-hmm. everything. Me on the other hand, you give me 10 things on my to-do list. And let's say there's three things that I actually want to do. I will do those three things and I will procrastinate to do the rest. And for me mm-hmm. to finish a to-do list is I finished one thing and then I go do something else. Like, you know, I go relax and then I come back and I do my to-do list again. And it's just like, but that's what gets me out of like my super masculine state. Because if I was just crushing everything on my to-do list, I would have, by the time Mike ends work and by the time I'm done, I would be overworked and stressed and I would be tired and not wanting to do anything. 
So Mm -hmm. I love that you are a business owner and you really find like staying in your feminine energy is so important that you do those things. Like you, you have that strategy for yourself. So Mm -hmm. that's, that's really good. And then my last question is how important is it to have a good friend group beside you when you're going on this feminine journey? Because for me, I had to stop being friends with everybody that I was friends with because we just didn't see eye to eye. And I guess we were not going down the same path. And I also saw in one of your videos that you talk about it. And I feel like that's super important for anybody listening to understand how important it is to have a good friend group around you. Mm-hmm. I, as people, we are so social. Like our personalities, it didn't come from nothing. Like it's formed by all these people around us. Like first our parents and then extended family members and then schoolmates, and then you graduate from school, and then it's whatever friends you want to make now, and it's, the social groups are just so important, so imagine that you are the only friend in a girl group where everyone is 50-50, everyone is living in their masculine, and every, and you feel shy, because this has happened to me, so imagine me kind of having my little awakening in academia, where everyone is in their masculine, everyone is on antidepressants, everyone is sick, Everyone is really like just not enjoying life. And I come in and I'm dating these men who are like really taking care of me. I'm coming in refreshed. I'm no longer broke like everyone else. I'm I'm just like happy. And imagine me having to, like I cannot share anything about my life. And when you spend like, you know, eight to 12 hours with someone every day, for years like it's hard to like not talk to them about your personal life but I had to keep it in because there were instances where I was judged and so I feel like I had to have a lot of inner strength to keep doing what was best for me because everyone else was policing me against it and looking back I should have just cut them off like I should have I should have started finding like similar minded girlfriends from the beginning because it would have Number one, they know, they know things. They know things that I didn't have to figure out for myself. Mm-hmm. When I started having like, I call them spoiled girly girlfriends because <laughs> like that. they're spoiled, like, spoiled from birth. Like your dad spoiled you, you know, your boyfriends and husbands. Like they told me everything I needed to know. Like they were really looking out for me, like what to look out for. Like, and I feel like you're doing that with your podcast. You're giving them the red flags and like, like you're the girlfriend. So I didn't have that. And I think at the time, no one was talking about this no one was talking about this at the time no and I wish I wish I had I I wanted to create the content I wanted to see at the time yes like younger L this is what you need to know yes and I had to figure it out all by myself and I wish I didn't have to I I always say it's like the the main thing with this podcast and my content is like I want to be let's say that older sister that you guys that like my listeners didn't have. I'm not here to go viral. I'm not here to, because I could say, anybody could say some shit to go viral. Anybody can say some controversial stuff or be the pick me woman, you know? But for me, it's like, no, like I'd rather have, let's say like 300 people listening to the podcast, but then to go viral and say some shit that I really don't mean. So it's like, I always strive to be like, nobody taught me this. You know, I wish someone did. I really, really wish 
someone was there to guide me because I probably would not ended up in majority or all of the toxic relationships because I didn't love myself enough. And that's why I absolutely love your content too, because I feel like this is kind of um, a mystery to a lot of people and they didn't know that this is what they were missing. Like they didn't know being in your feminine energy and being a feminine woman and healing yourself and, you know, really healing your inner child was, was the answer. So I appreciate your content and I love it. And I love your podcast. I just, yeah, it's definitely one to follow. And I'm going to put all your information down Mm -hmm. so people follow you, of course. (laughs) Well, thank you so much. And I really appreciate you again, taking the time and you were so knowledgeable. Like, thank you. I even learned a lot from you. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Yeah. So I really appreciate you and hopefully we can do this again. Yes. So thank you so much. And I'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning into the Bring Back Femininity podcast. I hope our conversation today has inspired you to tap into your feminine energy, embrace your higher self, and live a more authentically empowered life. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with friends who might find it valuable and make sure to follow us so you never miss a new episode. We love hearing from our listeners, so feel free to reach out to us with your feedback and suggestions. Remember, you are unique, beautiful, and capable of amazing things. Keep shining your light and embracing your feminine power. Thank you for listening to the Bring Back Feminine podcast. And until next time, keep bringing back femininity.